Hey there guys, welcome back to the second episode of Avatar The After Show. This is the one and only show where I am revealing every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And this is, I guess, the official episode technically. Um, because, you know, last week we had a, a preview episode. Um, but this, we're actually reviewing the very first episode. The one the, the episode that started it all. Uh, and I am very excited to talk about this episode. Uh, I actually literally just two minutes ago finished watching the entire first episode um, of, of the show. Getting ready to talk about it. So, I'm, so it's fresh on my brain right now actually um, as I'm about to, to, uh, to talk about. Uh, this this um, episode, but I want to remind you about some uh, uh, episodes uh, that are coming soon to the uh, to the podcast feed. Uh, you know, tomorrow. Uh, you know, this uh, where I'm recording this on Monday, but this episode is going up on Wednesday. So um, on Thursday, you know, tomorrow you will get a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. Uh, me and Robert, the Ghost Rider Martinez, are back, and we are reviewing the, some may call it the worst Spider-Man movie of all time, and we're reviewing The Amazing Spider-Man 2 on the brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. Again, that is going to go up tomorrow, uh, and uh, of course... This Saturday is going to be a brand new episode of the Zeke Sedzo Show. We kind of missed out last week um, just because of some scheduling and because I couldn't get the show prepared in time for me to record and because we were having technical issues. Um, basically, we just didn't, we just weren't able to get the show um, to, uh, to to hit that the, uh, the 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 I don't know the date that we wanted to hit. Uh, we, we weren't able to um, release the episode um, on time. Um, however, um, we do have an ep- we do have this week uh, this week's episode is going to be very very crowded the Zeke Setzel show. So it's going to be a jam packed show. Um, and depending on if Robert the Ghostwriter Martinez will join me for that episode, uh, that will you know that will all depend on his schedule. So uh, we will definitely see how that episode turns out because it, again. We're basically taking all the topics we were going to talk about last week, and we're going to throw them into this week's show, um, plus some new topics. So, uh, but anyway, that will be on Saturday. Uh, and as of right now, the topic at hand is Avatar: The Last Airbender, and we are going to start with Episode One. And this episode is titled "The Boy in the Iceberg." Now, I'll be honest, guys. Um, as I said last week, I wasn't watching the show when it first aired. You know, at the time, this was this episode came out on this episode aired on February twenty first of two thousand five, and um, and I wasn't watching it. I was actually there were other um, Nickelodeon shows that I was watching um, other than Avatar. Um, you know, I was real. you know, Danny Phantom was, was <laughs> the show that I would always watch and then Fairly Odd Parents, and, you know, if, if you're a Nickelodeon kid, you know, if you grew up in the 
era of Nickelodeon that I grew up in. SpongeBob was a big was a big deal uh, when I was younger. Um, but I will say, going back and watching the beginnings of this show, really how and and knowing where it's gonna go. I, I do gain bigger appreciation for this very first episode because it sets up so much. One of the things I took away about watching it again this time was how much this show sets up. How much information you get just in the opening prologue. You get so much information about a 100-year war and how the Fire Nation started the war and how um, Katara and Sokka's father is going off and... Uh, battle uh, into battle and how um, her her and Sokka are basically like the ones who are taking care of the entire tribe you know we get all this information um, in just one prologue and then it all culminates when she says I believe that the avatar will return to save the world and then we get that amazing theme that amazing music. Uh, I'm gonna try and see who did the music for uh, who did the music for Avatar. Uh, music for the last Airbender. Okay. Probably gonna pull up the movie. Uh, I did pull up the movie. Okay, I guess I gotta put the the title of the show. Avatar, the Last Airbender. Okay, uh, and still pulled up the movie. Wow. Uh, okay. Let's see. I'm really trying to find this, guys. This is I I I. I'm gonna definitely be more prepared next week to do this because again I'm uh let's see. Uh Jeremy Zuckerman and Benjamin Wynn were the two guys in charge of creating the, the music uh for Avatar. Uh, the last Airbender, uh, a team called the the Track Team is what they called it. Um, but anyway, regardless, the music is spectacular. The theme, uh, the opening theme, you know, the ba, 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 ba. you you heard it in the in the intro of this uh, of this podcast. Um, it's such a great theme, and it's really fantastic. By the way, this episode, fun fact, is directed by the man who would eventually give us. Uh, Clone Wars and the guy who is co-executive producing um, The Mandalorian Mr. Dave Filoni Uh, this is how he got his start working on Avatar The Last Airbender and he directed the first two episodes of that show and he would go on to direct a bunch of episodes in season one Um, and I don't think he directs anything after that no No, 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 no. He does definitely does not do anything else after that. 
Um, but he, but I gotta say, for a very, for the very first episode of the show, he does a fantastic job, really trying to set the stages for how and where this show uh, could go, setting off the the tone. Because you know, obviously, when you're creating the, when you are writing the show, the show, the people who write the show are basically like the the sole people responsible for for the show itself. So Michael Don uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko. Um, these guys are really are really the guys who are in charge of the entire show. And the and, and by the way, they did an awesome job writing this. They wrote the first episode um, and they're going to and they're writing and they wrote next week's episode which We'll talk again. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, but Dave Filoni really setting the stages of how the characters are portrayed, you know, because just because you have it good on a page doesn't mean it can be executed. It's all about execution, and I believe Dave Filoni, as a director, is able to execute these moments with the voice actors and the and and and, and the animation. He's able to execute that all very very well. Speaking of the animation, the animation is beautiful. This is all hand-drawn stuff. It's not this CGI. Me- now, this show does experiment a lot with computer graphics, and we'll get into that when we talk about some later episodes of the show. But this show does definitely try to um, experiment with computer graphics as much as it can. Um, but I love the fact that they waited a little bit. This first episode, it just focus. It's just all. It's all hand drawn stuff. Even the water, is all you know hand drawn. Um, <laughs> the humor is great. The humor is great. Um, and I also love how Aang is introduced. When Aang wakes up. You know, it's not like in M9... You know, one of the things I said in my Throwback Thursday episode on The Last Airbender was... Man, I really hated how M. Night Shyamalan made Aang this kind of... Oh, he comes out, you know, acting all mysterious and stuff like that. You know, I... But in this show, it perfectly sets the, the stage for who Aang as a character is. Because the first thing that comes out of his mouth when... Uh, he sees Katara is do you want to go penguin sliding with me and I love that you know yes he's been asleep for a hundred years but he still has after waking up it's only like it's it's like he's only been asleep for like a couple days he's still the same person he went he was when he was frozen in in the iceberg you know um he's kind of like Captain America in that way where he's very much um this person who kind of went on, uh, had kind of hidden a who who was frozen in a in a in a well in Aang's case he was frozen into a ball of ice, uh, and he wakes up and he's in a completely different time that he uh, he's he's completely out of his zone he's out of his time, you know, and I love that aspect about it, um, and. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this first episode. It it does a great job of really setting the stage. I I think my only complaint with the episode is that there is kind of a drag a little bit. 
there there's there's a kind of a bit of a drag um when it comes to uh you know because there's a moment where Sokka is trying to teach these kids how to be the men of the tribe and it's kind of a whole gag where it's like I have to go to the bathroom and they and you know and don't get me wrong it's a very funny joke but I feel like it slows the pacing of the episode down just a little bit because for the most part this episode moves by very very quick you know so it makes tons of uh you know this episode moves by very very quick i just feel like that one jokey moment kind of slows down the 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 pacing of the whole thing um okay um is there anything else i want to talk about uh Nope, I think that's pretty much... Oh, actually, I forgot to mention this one part. Um, Zuko's introduction. Um, now, Zuko is voiced by Dante Bosco, who, if you guys have seen the movie Hook, he is Rufio from Hook. And he's awesome uh, as Zuko. And this guy, like, I, I just... Every time I hear him speak... Like, even in interviews, when I hear him speak, all I see, all I can see is Zuko. He, like, that is the, you know, he is the character. I feel like he is the character in real life. So, but, you know, and, and I just, I love the way they introduce him as kind of, he, you, they make him seem like he's the, he's the central villain um, of the show. And for the most part, he is a villain. Now, well, again, this is all great setup to things that are to come, but he is the villain of the of this episode. And in fact, he's gonna play a bigger part in next week's episode um, when we when we talk about that that ep- uh, about episode two. But I really love his introduction, and I love the fact that you know I love Iroh as well. You know when we meet um, Iroh, and he's kind of like the, uh, you know, he's kind of like the wise. He's not just his, um, he's not just Zuko's uncle. He's this kind of like wise master, you know. Um, but he's also a bit goofy and silly. Like there's a whole part where you know Zuko is getting frustrated. He wants to learn the advanced sets of firebending, and he's like, okay. Very well, I will teach you. But first, let me finish my roast duck. And he just starts throwing a bunch of food in his face. And it's so great. But he's got a lot of great moments. Like when he's telling... Like when he's telling Zuko, um, firebending needs to come from the breath. And he, you know, releases some fire. You're like, oh, wow. Like he knows his stuff. Like, Like this dude knows his stuff. Now, again... Going to next week's episode, you're gonna see, you're you're gonna you're gonna see what I talk about when I'm like this dude knows his stuff, um, but uh, I I really like Iroh and I love what what they do with him in this in this first episode just getting us to excuse me getting us to um kind of know him and know the relationship between him and Zuko is as you know um, Iroh has has the patience of an of an older wiser um person um who you can tell has been through a lot just by the way he 
he presents himself to Zuko, you can tell that he's not like, you know, he's not this guy who's just going to just snap at you. Like he's he's very wise, he's very laid back cuz he's cuz you can tell just through the way he speaks that he's been through a lot, you know. Um and I and I love and that's one of the things I love about his character. Um and then I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Oh, uh, like I said, the humor is awesome. There's a really funny gag where um, Katara is uh, going to do her chores, and then she's like, "But, but," and, you know, she's talking to uh, her grandmother. She goes, "But, Grandma, I feel, I, you know, I know this person could teach me water bending. I feel his wisdom." And he, and then he's hanging out with those kids, and he's like, "Look." My my tongue is stuck to my glider. <laughs> I, <laughs> I it's just it, it's a weird moment. A lot of people aren't gonna find that funny. I find it completely hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, um, overall this episode, this is a great first episode. This is a very great first episode. Um, first episode of the series and. Uh, and as the first episode of the of the series, it does a really good job of kind of setting what the tone is going to be throughout the show. You know, it's not like M. Night Shyamalan's movie where you watch it and you already know you're going to be miserable for, for an hour and a half. With this movie, you know you're going to have fun. For, for, for the 20 episodes that are in this show, you know exactly, you know, sit down, settle in, we're all going to have fun. You know, and I and I really do like that, and I think, um, yeah, I I just I think it's uh, I think it's great. So, uh, out of ten, I'm gonna give the boy in the iceberg a, a nine out of ten. Um, it does have that one bit that kind of that one little bit of soccer with the little kids kind of drags the pacing of the episode. Uh, but overall, I really love this episode, and I can't and um, and uh, I can't wait to talk about uh, next next week's episode. Uh, and next week's episode is the Avatar Returns, uh, and it, so make sure you guys catch up and watch that episode because we are gonna be talking because I'm gonna be talking about that show uh, in spoiler detail. Um, I guess I should have given you guys a spoiler warning, but you guys know. I mean, this show's been out for like 15... This this show is 15 years old, so if you haven't seen the show by now, then I feel bad for you. <laughs> but, but uh, yes. Um, can't, can't wait to talk about next week's episode. Uh, and... Uh, Again, make sure you guys look out for a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday where I'm talking about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check out The Zeke Sensor Show and send in your questions for The Zeke Sensor. Um, I am going to be taking only a short amount of questions this week, so try not to try not to overload me with questions because if because there's a good, highly likely chance that your show won't make it this week. Just because we're going to try and uh, answer all the questions that came in last week uh, for last week's episode that just never happened. Um, because that I, I still have those questions to answer 
uh, too. But but go ahead, send in some questions, and I will make sure to answer those. And uh, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.